listening to Grandstand Radio, shows based on retro radio. You're about to hear our private detective series, Sleuth. Today's episode, How Hollow is Oh Hollow's Eve? My name is Frank Fletcher. I'm a detective. I used to be part of the local police force until, well, let's just say I received an early retirement. Disgraced and unemployed, I used the last of my money to open up a detective agency, run, managed, and employed solely by yours truly. It was definitely a rough start. You're not exactly the number one pick as a private dick when your reputation as a cop, well, is tarnished. So jobs were few and far in between. It was the eve of Halloween, and already trick-or-treaters were running around outside, laughing, giggling, having a cavity-filled good time. But for me? Well, there aren't any days off for a private eye. I sat in my office going over files, and suddenly, I received a call. Frank Fletcher, private eye. Mr. Fletcher, I need your help. Oh. Before I do any business with any client, I usually get their name. You can call me Claire, detective. Claire? No last name? I think it would benefit us both if we left last names out of this. Well, that doesn't sound suspicious. Mr. Fletcher, I need you to perform a job for me. That all depends on the job. What did you have in mind? I need you to transfer some special cargo for me. Any particular reason you put emphasis on the word cargo? detective? Yeah, well, I don't know if you've done your research, lady, but I'm a private eye, not a delivery boy. Oh, but detective, you're the only one I can trust with this sort of job. You're wise, you're trustworthy, you're cheap. Ah, what can I say? I was a sucker for women desperate to save a dime. I went ahead and accepted the job. It was your standard delivery job. A rather large and rickety crate was left at the entrance of the local post office. The postmaster was shaking like a leaf when I got there, standing next to the crate. Are you Fletcher? Yeah? What's wrong? You look like you've seen a ghost. The postmaster was as pale as a porcelain tea set. He was smoking a cigarette, or at least trying to. The hand holding the cigarette was shaking so much I thought he was going to fling it across the street. (laughs) I'll take that as a yes. Never mind that. Here, this is where you have to go to deliver the package. 1324 Death Drive? Is this a joke? Hey! Before I knew it, the postmaster was three blocks away, frantically trying to put as much distance as possible between himself and this crate. I didn't have a good feeling about this thing. In fact, I had a pretty bad feeling about it. But I had to do the job. I used some rope and strapped the crate on top of my Studebaker. Got in my car and proceeded to drive towards the address. 1234 Death Drive. This must be some sort of joke, I thought to myself. Who goes around naming streets after... Oh, it's on the map right there. Right next to Afterlife Avenue. Huh, go figure. As I looked back up from the map, I saw... Cat! I had narrowly missed hitting a cat that waltzed right out into the middle of the road. I looked around, trying to get my bearings after I had skidded to a stop. I had been driving down Afterlife Avenue after I had just discovered its existence. 
The road was barren, no vehicles or people anywhere. Not even a toothy grinned trick-or-treater. Oh wait, the crate! Of all the rotten luck, it must have fallen off the car when I slammed on the brakes. There goes another paycheck. I know I'm primarily a private eye, but a delivery job should have been relatively easy. I mean, what kind of private eye botches up a delivery job? It was at that moment that I realized there was something behind me. Hello? I screamed as I got out of there as fast as I could. I ran down Afterlife Avenue, taking a turn down a death drive. My feet moved so fast I wasn't even sure I was touching the ground. Beads of sweat began to slide down my forehead and face. I didn't dare look back. The sounds I could only identify as thuds thundered behind me. Sweet, scampering soulfish! Streaked became woods as I continued to run as fast as I could, trying to lose whatever it was that was following me. In the distance, there was a mansion on top of a hill. I made my way towards the fence that housed the mansion, climbing over it and falling to the ground. Quickly getting back up, I scampered through the extensive yard, running up to the two massive doors that I could only assume were the front doors. I proceeded to pound them, trying to get someone's attention, anyone's attention. Hello? Anybody? Somebody help! Then there was a familiar and dreaded sound of thuds coming near me. I frantically kept pounding the door. Please! Anybody! I shut my eyes. I prepared for the worst. Goodbye, cruel world! I know I haven't been the best, but I certainly wasn't the worst! Instead of meeting my maker, I was met with a series of pokes and light jabs to my side. I opened up my eyes and turned around to see a rather huge and hulking creature, towering almost seven feet if I had to guess. It had pale blue skin with bolts sticking out of its neck, and stitches in almost every conceivable place, as if he were stitched together. It just stood there, calmly grunting, holding out my fedora to me. Uh, oh, my fedora? I guess I must have flown off when I bolted away from the car. I heard the sound of one of the massive doors open up behind me. Why, uh, he says you dropped your hat back there and wanted to return it, but you uh, kept running away. Gah! Wait, you understand that thing? Why, I should. I created him. So I guess technically I'm his, uh, father? Uh, I forget how this works. Just, who are you? Why, my name is Dr. Desmond Lambert! Uh, just what kind of doctor are you? Well, I'm, a, I'm a doctor of all sciences! Limiting my genius to just one subject would deprive this world of my brilliance! Eh? Right, so uh, I can safely assume he belongs to you then? Well, you'll assume right, my young friend. Uh, he was just visiting his Aunt Claire over in Minnesota. Wait, he was visiting? Uh, why couldn't he just take the doggone plane? What, are you mad? Uh, he can't take the public transportation. First of all, he wouldn't even fit. Secondly, the public needs to get to know him better before dealing with him. That's why I send him to Minnesota. Uh, they're all pretty much mellow over there. Plus, they've got the best rhubarb pie you'll ever eat. Right. Fantastic. Great. Uh, do me a favor. 
Next time you do a job like this, let the delivery guy know of the contents. I don't think personal effects under the section will quite cut it. I said goodbye to Desmond and his monster son. Turned out his name was Frankie. Made my way back to the Studebaker and drove back to my office on Summit Avenue. I climbed to the fifth floor and proceeded into my office slash home, tossing my trench coat and fedora onto the coat hanger, getting ready to make a tired swan dive into my makeshift bed, which was the couch, when... Oh, for the love of... Who can it be at this hour? Trick or treat! Wait, what? You kids never come up here. We were scoping out this office building to see if any adults were holding out on us. Candy! Alright, alright, settle down. I can assure you no holdouts are happening here. I didn't even think kids knew about this building. Trick or treat, huh? Alright, give me a minute. Alright kids, you caught me by surprise over here, so I did the best I could. I've got an apple, block of cheese, Stilton if I remember correctly, a souvenir pen from that time I went to see the world's largest ball of twine, a snow globe with a clown, and taffy from Coney Island, year unknown. I'm pretty sure it's still fresh though. This sucks! Ungrateful oh, little snots. Ugh, what a lousy Halloween. This has been Sleuth, presented by Grandstand Radio. Your players today were Giancarlo Danubio as Frank Fletcher, the Postmaster, Dr. Desmond Lambert, and a Trigger Treater, Siam Fuentes as Frankie the Monster, Tamara Myers as Claire and a Trick or Treater. For more information about our shows, visit us at SoundCloud and iTunes. Search Grandstand Radio or visit our website at www.grandstandradio.com Grandstand Radio theme April Showers by Pearl Letter All background music provided by Kevin McLeod Sound effects by FreeSFX Grandstand Radio The most fun you'll never see